Hello everyone and welcome back to episode 2 of our conversation with Anki Ann. This week we get into all the details of running a meetup and discuss this year's and the first ever Brisbane DevFest. If you'd like more information on DevFest, there's a link in the show notes. If you do attend, please come and say hi to Patrick and myself. Work's obviously been a big part of your life, but somehow you've managed to run a meetup for the last six and a half years, which means that you would have started it around the time that you were starting out as a junior Android developer. Yeah, so that, that is correct. I, how did BMAD come about? Or BMAD, so the Brisbane Mobile App Meetup. How did that come about? Where did the idea come from? Talk us through the thought process on starting a meetup. Okay, cool. So when I was working as the junior Android developer, naturally I felt very lonely because I wasn't, I wasn't like really meeting anyone, talking to anyone, or learning from anyone else. So I was like, there must be some other Android developers in Brisbane. So I was like, what's the best way to meet them? I think I did some research and then I found Meetup. So I think I paid myself like for the first subscription with the Meetup. I can't remember how much I paid, but I think it was like substantial for me then. But then I wanted to, yeah, to meet other Android developers because I think, I feel like I'm, I'm not very talkative, but I do want to meet people from a social aspect. So then I think in December, 2017, oh, at that time, I can't remember whether I resigned from the startup or not, but then I think it starts in December. Then I wanted to start this meetup to meet Android developers in Brisbane. So the first event was, oh, sorry, I was going to find the name of the building, but it was like the, the building in front of Goma. Is it like, oh. It's, it's yeah, not the know. state library. It's, I think. Yeah. Anyway, so there is a building like people can use for uh, public. So I got a space for that event, and I I I was waiting there, and then no one else showed up. <laughs> so oh, I think yeah, because brutal. that was the first event. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Did you have to event. pay for the venue out of your own pocket as no. well? Or no, was it, a, it was an open. Okay, great. Yeah. It was free. I think it was, yeah, like the public can book it. Yeah. It was free. They, yeah, they have yeah. like computers as well. But yeah, I think I only remember the first event and I knew, I remember there was no one, but I couldn't remember the other events after that because I think there were like gradually like people started to come to the event, but then it wasn't like very popular. And I started, I was like changing my mind. What's the. <laughs> What if I join, I go to other meetups? So I think at that time there was a meetup called marketing for mobile apps or something. So I started going oh, yeah. to that meetup. Yeah. That happened, I think somewhere in the value, it was very difficult to go to. I went there, I think once or twice, I met a few people, but I think, I feel like it's, yeah, my memory is like a, a blur for, for me now, but then somehow during that time. There is another guy like Andrew, I think you, you met him before. Andrew is, has a design background. Then he was looking for someone to, to have this meetup with. So he, he talked to me, then I was like, we could really do something now because yeah, he could help me with the marketing stuff, design assets. 
Yeah, so we started working on that. Then the next event I remember was the one at Flight Center. When you were working at Flight Center? Yeah, I was working at Flight Center. Then Flight Center was giving us like the the room to have the meetup. And I remember the first event there, there were three other people. I think two were from our uh, team, like my manager later. And Simon was the I, the digital guy, I think, or head of digital or something, yeah, for our Yeah, so they, they came to our event. I think there was another person that I couldn't remember. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, brutal. You didn't remember? You don't remember? So oh, I try. <laughs> I, I just want yeah, to... That's okay. <laughs> so what I like about that is even though it didn't go well to begin with, you kept going anyway. Because yeah. it's very easy to just go, oh, the first one went crap, I'm out. I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. This was painful and horrible. And yeah. so did you basically, obviously going to the other meetups to, to meet other people, but was your idea also to learn from, learn from how those meetups are run and potentially how they market yeah. themselves, stuff like that? Yeah, absolutely. Because uh, I think uh, for the first event... Yeah, we didn't have any talks. Yep. I thought it was mainly for networking because, yeah, I, I think I was very junior. I wouldn't give people like a, a talk or anything. Uh, but then I went to this marketing meetup. Then they had two talks. I, I remember uh, one was, I think, about agriculture or something. It was interesting. Not very technical, but I think it was interesting. Then I was like, okay, I think I would have some talks as well. And some people would come for the talks, some would come for networking. Yeah. Okay. So, and just to take one quick step back, this is a question that I've been wondering, I think Pat as well, how do you even start a meetup? What's the process there? Yeah. Okay. I think it's very easy. So <laughs> you just have to think of a name, then you go to the <laughs> meetup, uh, you say, oh, I want to be an organizer. Then the meetup will ask you to pay for either half year or one year, I think US dollars. It's not very cheap, but not too expensive either. After that, you can okay. use that to yes, plan your events. Yeah, so I think meetup is great, but then it has its like pros and cons, but still I think it's great. Yeah. Is it too it's simple? It's still the de facto I, platform, meetup.com. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think, I feel like when I... Yeah explain things. I always simplify things too much. <laughs> I think it's great. Yeah, you're like, it's very easy. And I'm terrified of starting one. I, I've, I've wanted to do a little local meetup. I'm like, it's, I'm just like, what if no one shows up? Yeah. What if it's a complete failure? Yeah. I, I think I'll have to eat all the pizza. That is gut-wrenching, yeah. <laughs> the idea of starting it and then no one showing. I got mad respect for you for having nobody show up and then again, just pushing through and like working yeah. out how to be I, better. Yeah. I think I'm very patient and realistic because I think I've spoken to other people who wanted to start a meetup. I think normally like people's expectation is I want 50 people or 100 people in my first event. But I feel like you can do that, but it's not natural. It's not organic. Then what if next time you have 10 people? So I think I always believe in natural growth or, or organic growth. Unless, yeah, unless I really have the money to market it, then yeah, to boost up the, the, attend, the number of attendees. Was it called Brisbane Mobile App? Was it, I'm just mind blanking. Brisbane Mobile App Developers? Is that BMAT? 
Was that from the beginning? Because the BMAD acronym Mm -hmm. is awesome. Oh, really? Really? Okay. I just love BMAD. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think think it was called that before. I think we changed it, but I don't remember what it was before. I feel like, yeah, no, no idea. I feel like we, me and Andrew, we talked about what we do for this meetup. Then we decided that we call it Bridge the Mobile Development Meetup. So I, yeah, I can't really remember the original name I came up with. Yeah. The name is what caught my attention when I first went. So I, what was the first time I went? It was in 2019 and I gave a talk about Kotlin. I think that's right. A second still, talk I gave I was called the platform. <laughs> yeah, I was so nervous. I still remember. I must have talk. spent. <laughs> That's awesome. I don't remember the talk. <laughs> I remember you were very humble <laughs> then. I think young, I'm still young, very humble. <laughs> yeah, much more. Confident yeah, maybe more confident. Yeah. Yeah. So I just again random side note. The second talk I gave, which was on yeah, Kotlin multi-platform, I remember I got up and I spoke about how to keep Android development times down. I wasn't so much Kotlin multi-platform as how to keep Android compile times down by using modularization. And I'm like, keep your build times at sub 10 seconds by coming up with this fancy module structure. And then, and I've spent so much time on this. At that point in time, I was at Anonymy Labs and I had spent probably two months just improving the compile times of the Android app because it, when I started, it was nearly two minutes every time you hit the run button. And I think I got it down to about 45 seconds. And, and then we were just starting a new project. And so I'd put a bit of research into how Airbnb did it and, and other large projects. And I'm like, oh, this is great. Sub 10 second compile times winning, but there's quite a lot of overhead to it. Anyway, so I give that talk and then Gerard gets up. I think it's Gerard. And to give a talk about Flutter. And I was like, I'd been watching... I'd been following Flutter at that point, but not really done much with it. And he's just, oh yeah, and hot reload, 300 milliseconds or 100 millisecond hot reloads. And I'm like, so you mean that I've just spent, I've just been architecting this project to death and spending hours on it. And you just like press run and hit save and the changes are on device just like that. <laughs> That's honestly what made me evaluate Flutter the first time. Because just from a pragmatic perspective, as much as I much prefer Kotlin as a language over Dart, that talk was gold because I just remember thinking, man, life is too short. Seriously, too short. Yeah. I think the compile okay, time so, then was horrible. Yeah. Mm. Oh, so bad. I haven't done native Android. I haven't done much native Android since then. So I don't know how, if it's improved much. I'm sure it has because it's been the biggest complaint of Android developers since forever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you brought on Andrew as your, basically your co-host once you met him at the mobile app marketing meetup. And so how was that? Like, how did you go with division of responsibility? Was it nice having a co, like a co-host to help with the organization? Yeah. So I think, yeah, I think Andrew joining uh, the meetup was a turning point for the meetup. I made my life much easier because I think you guys have been to the meetup and there is a lot of things we have to do. But then with him yeah, there, mm-hmm. we were, I think we were sharing the responsibilities a lot in the beginning. 
So for example, I would find one speaker, he would find this, another speaker, then he might find the venue. Then we started doing the uh, advertising together as well. And remember, like I, I mentioned the first event with our people. And then after that, I think they were looking some meetups to sponsor. Then I think, yeah, we were looking some for some sponsorships as well. So then they started sponsoring us. I think there, I remember there wasn't a lot of like sponsorship, but they really helped us. So we started to gain some attraction within Brisbane. I would say it's no, yeah, it's no way like as popular as now, but I think we're still good. Yeah. Yeah. I remember because yeah, once you can say like so, sponsorship. Yeah. Know. So I do have a question about sponsorship and how does sponsorship even work? And so I don't, you don't have to share exact numbers or anything like that, but do, like does sponsorship cover like all of your costs and is there like some financial incentive to run the meetup or is it just purely covering like sponsorships, covering costs and covering venue and things like that. Yeah. So I think it's very difficult to get cash from the sponsors. That's why normally they either say provide the venue or they provide catering. I think we try to say, get some financial support from our but then I think it was, I remember it was like 150 per meter. So we would use the money to organize stuff for the meter. So. In terms of incentives, I think, yeah, I think that's one thing I'm always clear. Like I, I think when I started this meetup, it was like trying to meet like the mobile developers or Android developers. Then I think I, it's still my, my purpose. So I still want to use this as a community. People can come, people can network. There isn't any incentive because otherwise, yeah, if it did something like I have to do it, then I, I don't think I will be very enthusiastic. So I'm doing it just because I feel like I, that's my job. That's my mission. Uh, I'm the one to do this. There's no actually any incentives. Yeah. Yeah. There's no financial. So that's amazing. I, I, I must say again, it's six and a half years you've been running this and no small time investment either. So yeah. I just, I'm very impressed that you've managed to, so there's obviously got to be some joy in it for you. Because if there wasn't the joy, then like you wouldn't still be doing it after all this time. But yep. I also want to say thank you for putting in all that time and the effort. Because like I don't go super regularly. It's quite a trip for me and I work remotely and, and we're having family. But it's still, I feel like it is my community, my, my mobile app development mm. community. And it's, I don't know if it's played a huge role in my career, but it's definitely been like a reasonably large part of my, my life and my development since yeah. 2019. So thank you for continuing it and for putting the time and an effort in for, yeah. I, I, again, a lot of people would struggle to have the motivation to continue without some sort of financial reward. I yeah. Think. No, I think, no, I think absolutely right. Cause uh, yeah, before that, I think I want to thank you for making the contribution in the past. Cause yeah, you, as you mentioned, you did a few talks many years ago, you you did a few talks, I think, recently, and yeah, and you and Paz, like, you came from Gokos to the Miyak. I really appreciate that. I remember when you were here, like, the people, they, they didn't want to leave, and I had to ask people to leave, then you guys would talk outside the building. So I think that's amazing. Yeah, I think you made a lot of contribution. <laughs> we were standing outside the, that building for a long time talking. 
Yeah. <laughs> You're least, like, I'm, I yeah. got to go home. How do I leave? I got to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was, I wish I could join. I'll be yeah. getting calls. I think, I'm like, Maddie's like, are you coming home? What are you doing? <laughs> Having um, a party. I think you were right. Like I, I got something from this. I feel like because I, I like organizing things. I think where you organize something and it really happens and people enjoyed it and I got the satisfaction from that. I feel like that's the thing that keeps me going. The other thing is I feel like this is my mission. So this is my community and I have to look after it. Yeah. Otherwise, I, yeah, I don't think I'll be as motivated as this. Yeah. So how do you, how did you find the sponsors? Did they approach you or did you have to approach, did you have to do cold outreach to find even mm -hmm. other sponsors who are putting in like venues and even if they're paying for mm -hmm. catering, is that something that, like, I know it's a, it's normally a big thing for recruiters to, to sponsor these events. It gives them an opportunity yeah. to meet people within the community. And I, I think that's, I think it's a great outreach from their part that they're willing, that they're willing to do that. I think it's a really good relationship. Really? What's the word? Functional synchronous. There's a special word for that. Harmonious um, relationship, maybe. <laughs> there, I think there is no harmonious relationship. Let me tell you. That's why. I, oh, okay. Here we go. I didn't the really like. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really doing the sponsorship thing um, because there is always some expectation from me uh, to them. So the like, people they always want to get something from this. But then for me, I think I just need this sponsorship to make this event better. So. That will like generate yeah. some conflicts. That's why I think I like people mm. who gave like without any expectation, but then it's not really possible. So that's why I think when our was sponsoring us, then I would have to chase up like the money. And especially when people like when the sponsors provide the catering, I can't really ask for something nicer. It has to be something cheaper. Specific, yeah. Yeah, so I think I, I don't have a say, otherwise like it may blow the budget. So the good thing, so that's why I always wanted to spend less effort on the sponsorship thing. So the good thing is, I think in one of the events, one of the attendees, I think John, he was asking me like, oh, have you spoken to Google? They do this Google developer group thing. Yeah, I used to go there when I was in China. <clears throat> so then that reminded me, I was like, yeah, why don't I give it a try? Cause I think, yeah, like I would have this yeah. reliable sponsorship, so I don't have to focus too much on that. Then I, yeah, I reach out. I think there is a like online form. Then I reach out to them. Then they, they did an interview with me. So I told them like what I did in the past and I managed this mobile app meetup. And because, yeah, luckily <laughs> the mobile app meetup covers like the injury side, flutter side. So not our side, but so that kind of falls into their like category. Then they were happy mm. to sponsor me. I think that the sponsorship started in late last year. Yeah. So it has been almost one year. Then for now, they pretty much cover all the costs. Unless it's really like outrageous. Otherwise catering, like a Google Swan, they provide everything. And I can really focus on any, all the other things. So I, yeah, I'm really grateful for Google to do that this year. That's awesome. So how does that sponsorship with Google work? So now that did you, like when you applied for sponsorship by Google with that form, did you say how often you're running it? And then it's once it's approved, then that you just get a fixed budget 
to spend on each one of the me? Like you say, okay, I'm going to be doing this every two months. And they'll be like, okay, every two months we'll give you X amount of dollars to cover your expenses. Or how does that work? No, I think there isn't like a fixed budget. So I think it has to be like realistic. The, I think the only requirement is I think I have to organize one event every, at least every once every three months. I think that's the only requirement. Okay. Then in terms, in terms of like sponsoring, so they provide, say whatever, normally the, the venue is free, so they don't have to pay for that. Then they will cover the costs for catering. So I will order, say, depending on like roughly how many people will show up, then I will order some food, drinks. Then uh, I will provide the receipts. Then they will reimburse you. So yeah, there there isn't oh, like cool. a fixed budget. To say oh, we have one thousand spend however you want. Yeah, and then you always inflate the guest numbers a little bit, and then skim a little bit <laughs> yeah, off the uh, top from the reimburse. I'm imagining yeah. all this gourmet food <laughs> making it home to Anki's fridge somehow carried on your electric scooter. <laughs> you know, yeah, I'll start my own catering pr- restaurant something like that. <laughs> 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 I, I will say I remember the first meetup that I was at, which was hosted by Google. And the food, yeah, the food was a night and day difference. We went from like dominant and I don't want to sound yeah. ungrateful to previous sponsors who had provided the food and the pizza <laughs> no, because, you know, what, free food and free beer yeah. is always a win. Yeah. Always but it's yeah. saying that it was like, yeah, the food that you'd ordered was from this, it was like a smaller, like local deli or something like that. Mm. And it was like pastries and so many, I yeah. couldn't eat any of it, but it looked amazing. I know. <laughs> there was some gluten-free stuff there and it was amazing. Yeah. I was I'm just like, wow, what's changed with the food? And I remember you mentioning that's when you'd changed to, yeah. to, to getting yeah. Google sponsorship. But they must have yeah, some no, limit I... though on how much you can spend on food. I think so, yeah, but I, I wasn't, <laughs> I haven't tested the, the limit yet, and I, I don't think I will. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough. Uh, All right, uh, it's nice though that they just they they don't put it out. They say it's just like a rule: don't be a dick, right? We'll cover the food as long as you're not a dick about it. So I yeah. just wanted to step back. So how did the because again in the past we've met a few recruiters through you know, through the meetup, and so did how did you come across? And you mentioned that you don't enjoy working with them as much as, say, Google because of the strings attached. So, sorry, there's two questions there. How did you come about those sponsors, the recruiters who sponsored, and what were the kinds of strings attached? And we won't mention any names because, obviously, we appreciate their support of the meetup. But it would be interesting, stories-wise, to hear what some of the requirements were and, again, and how you came about meeting them and getting them to sponsor. Yeah, no, like I think in the past, like we had sponsorships from uh, companies, but not like recruitment uh, companies. So I think recruitment companies, they normally they want, I think they have money, they have venue, but I think, I guess I was scared of the strings attached. So I wasn't very keen to have a recruitment company as our sponsor. No disrespect. It's just, I feel like I, I don't have to worry about anything if like Google is our sponsor, but yeah. then with all these other companies, I, I always owe them because they feel like they are doing me a favor, like a huge favor. And I have to do what, I don't know what to thank mm. them, but then I can't, I don't have anything apart from doing the events uh, with them. So that's why I always sort of feel mm. that I owe them. But then with Google, I have no, I don't have any regrets if I don't do anything for Google. They thank me. So Google will thank me for running these events and I thank them for sponsoring us. 
So I feel like that's the best relationship. Yeah. Hmm. But yeah, have you ever had any like strings attached to? Yeah. So you've been worried mm-hmm. about the strings, but was there like, were there any yeah. instances of like expectations coming from? Yeah. Uh, coming from a I sponsor? Think, yeah. Yeah. So in the, in some of the events in the past, like there were occasions that things didn't go well, like as well as expected. Sometimes like, uh, for example, right. it may be like, it might be a busy time for them, but then for us, we just show up for one night and they still have to get people there to open the door to make sure like uh, we don't, there is no incidents, whatever. Yeah. I feel like, I think those are the things like I have to worry about. Obviously I'm using their space. I have to make sure that like, things go well, nothing happens. Yeah. Again, with Google, I don't have to worry about anything. Yeah. Okay. And so you're also worried that if not enough people arrive, you feel like you've wasted their time. Is that? Yeah. All those things. Yeah. Say if there isn't like few people, if there were too many people, if it's a bad timing, sometimes they say, oh yeah. So for example, the event was scheduled for this day. Then they might say, oh, I have to, we have to change it because of this, all these things. Yeah. But yeah, I'm still grateful for them to help us along the, the way, but I just say, no, we have a better sponsorship. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I can understand that because it is a business relationship, regardless of the financial arrangement. It's still like you're providing basically an advertising vehicle for them and an opportunity for them to interact with people. And so you feel like there's a responsibility on your part to uphold that end of the relationship, which then puts additional stress on you when you're running an event out of love and for them it's a very viable business relationship and like they'll meet people who will lead to them placing people in companies which is quite a large financial reward there's almost yeah. like an imbalance in the relationship because you're doing it because you want people to meet each other and so yeah. I, I can understand that it's you prefer not to have that pressure of satisfying them as well as running a good meetup you'd prefer to just focus your efforts on running a good meetup and regardless of the outcome, right? You've done everything you can to do that, but there's no KPIs or anything like that. It's Yeah, I think, yeah, I think you are summarizing it very well. So I think I'm doing it out of love. Then the business, they are not doing it out of love. They, they want something back. Then to support us, they have to have some people at the venue to support us. Then those people are not doing this out of love. So I think that's why it's not going to go well. Yeah. I'm confident that there would be people who work in the talent and recruitment space who would be good hosts and good to work with as well. It just depends on the company and the people and things like that. But in saying that, the arrangement you've got with Google is great. I think that allows you Mm -hmm. to focus on getting speakers and running a good event as opposed to having to continually looking for new sponsors because that that obviously takes up time. Mm. Yeah, obviously, I think there are other meetups like sponsored by many other companies. I think they must be yeah. going very well. I think it's just like in my case, I think I prefer yeah my current situation. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you're running the meetup. You have a right to just to dictate how you want to run it. So I think that's very fair. And that's, again, and to, to call that out, like the people who have sponsored in the past, uh, it, it is very appreciated and there's nothing wrong with that arrangement. It's just not an arrangement that you prefer to work with. So that's fair. Yep. Okay. And then let's move on to speakers because I feel like getting speakers is a lot of work. 
Talk us through that yeah. process. And how do you get the good ones as well? How do you get the good ones? You know, me, oh. Kelvin. You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> Shots fired. Yeah, think... I'm going to reserve my you... comments. <laughs> I think you both are very good. No, yeah, I think in the beginning it was really difficult. Like people didn't know me, so or us, so we had to talk to many people to find people who wanted to, to talk. But I think things became easier and easier along the way. So because they know us, then many people, they want to talk about or share their experience or knowledge. So they will reach out to us. And sometimes we also reach out to some people we didn't invite before. So I think things were going well, but then it was still difficult because as you said, like we have to find these speakers and talk about the topics. They may ask questions and we have to answer them. So I think at some stage, we, we were doing it just like once every month. Oh, sorry, once every two months. I think in the beginning, we were aiming to do it once every month. But then eventually, I think now it's more like once every two months. Especially, especially for my current job, I think it's really difficult to do this once every month. So getting speakers now is easier. So we will also reach out to people to say, you want to share something? Or then some people, they also reach out to me to say, oh, I want to give a talk on this. So I think, for example, in the last meetup, there was a, a talk on Android unit testing. Was it unit testing or automation testing? I wasn't really listening. And it was really a good oh, talk. Brutal. I think I, because I did, I, no, sorry, I think it was automation testing. So I think I, I did automation testing on Android before. I never thought I would do like a, very intensive uh, presentation like his. So I was really impressed. So I think yeah, some people, they will reach out to us. Then the best thing now is because I got Google, they actually have people who do talks. So I think these people could be Google people or the, I think you must have heard like the Google developer experts. So GDE, yeah, Google yeah, developer the GDEs, experts. Yep. Yeah, so the GDE is like the, I think, Part of their KPIs is to, to do talks. So these people, they will come to, to talk. I think in the past, we have had a few. But I think for me, because I say I am the GDG Brisbane lead, one of them, I am also like the organizer for the Brisbane mobile app meetup. So I think I still want to maintain the whatever the mobile app meetup does, which is not just about Google. So obviously, yeah. I think big part of it is like Android or Flutter, but then I still, so I think normally I prioritize the people locally, say if they want to do talks, I would prioritize them rather than the Google developer experts, but then those are like my backups. And I also appreciate them like doing the talks for us as well. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Local talks are nice, but some of the quality of the people you can get from the Google developer groups. And also, I think, yeah, you had one of the developer relations guys as well from the Flutter team yep. give a talk, or that might've been at the Google developer group meetup. Yeah. Yeah. So that's since you've had Google on. So early days, in the early days, were you just finding people on LinkedIn and sending them a message saying, hey, do you want to talk at my meetup? Yeah. Yeah. I think it was like that in the beginning. I think we did. <laughs> We try that with some of the speakers, but then it's still much easier to poach the people we know, like all these people I worked with, I could ask yeah. them to do a talk because there are so many and I jumped like, I jumped, I changed my jobs fairly regularly in the past. 
yeah, you do change your jobs fairly regularly. Yeah, but yeah, I think I I feel like I've invited pretty much from all the people from well, many people from my past like teams. Oh, the other thing is say, for example, you come to the meetup, then if you don't say ask, I will ask you what you want to do. If I feel like you are very experienced, you are good at something, I will ask you as well. I think we also found a few, a few speakers through that as well. Yeah. Yeah. From memory, for my first talk, I reached out to you. I'm pretty sure I, I messaged you on LinkedIn. I was, I really wanted to give a talk at a meetup. And so, yeah, I, I reached out to you and asked if I could do it because that was just one of my, when I was at Anonymy Labs and it's something that I'd really wanted to push myself to do was to actually yeah. get up and give a talk in front of people, a technical talk. But then the, so, the subsequent talk that I did, I'm pretty sure you reached back out to me and you were like, hey, do you want to do another talk? I'm like, yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah, that's uh, what we do. Yeah. yeah, we have a pool of the people who can talk. Then if you have done one talk before, it's more than likely that we will reach out to you again to do another talk. But then normally we try not to do it like too close to each other. Yeah. But I think I feel like there are more and more speakers now. Yeah. Which is excellent. That's a good segue. Would you recommend that everybody have a shot at speaking at a meetup? Yep, definitely. I think one thing I do is always give people all this opinion. Yeah, so I feel like because like for people who don't do these talks, they may not know how hard it is. They may feel like, oh, I can do it. But then when they actually do it, they don't do it well. But I don't think that's a huge bad thing. Uh, I think like everyone has to make their first step. Then when you, as long as you keep working on that, you will get better and better. So I think in the past, we, oh, in the, maybe in the last year, we have had many people who had their first talk. And then some of them, they didn't do very well. They may not speak up very well, or they may not, the presentation may not be structured very well, or sometimes they try to make jokes and it's not funny. Uh, I think all these little things, and normally I will try to give them some honest feedback. It's not, I think I always want That's to good. make people feel that I'm not trying to criticize them. It's just like the little things. And I don't say, I don't give all the feedback because I think people, it, they have to, like, it takes time for people to change like, how they talk, how they present, etc. I'm not expecting them to change the whole thing overnight. So I always give them some feedback, then encourage them to come back again. I think yeah, eventually, I think yeah, public speaking is very important. So I think it's good. And I, I like people who want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I want to re-emphasize that as well, that you won't find a more supportive environment than a local meetup to mm. do your first technical talk. If you like. And also let's be honest, right? Like we've, it's programmers there. They're not exactly the most extrovert. They're like all introverts. They want to love you as much as you want to be loved by them. It's, <laughs> it's like the perfect it, environment. It really yeah. is. And even if you get up and again, you don't do very well, you're super nervous, you stumble a lot, your presentation is not great. You have to be bad at something before you were good at something in any meaningful yep. way mm. and so there's yeah. no better place to be bad at it than in a smallish group like some meetups are like 10 to 30 people everybody's super friendly you've probably had a chance to talk to a lot of people before you've gone in so they know who you are or you might know them because you go regularly and, and you decide to get up and give a talk even if you're shy whatever like just get up and give it a crack and 
people will appreciate the fact that you put a talk together, you put the time in yeah. and yeah. yeah, they're not going to be overly harsh or critical. Nobody's going to boo you off the stage. And if they do, then they will get quickly escorted out, I reckon, by the rest of the meetup who want to be really supportive to you. And I've never seen yeah. that happen. So I agree. I, I think, I no think that at, at any run. point in... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Except maybe Pat. I'm pretty sure Pat got booed at one point. That no, was, it might have no, been I me. Saying... But like, boo. <laughs> that... <laughs> that was saying boo. That was saying... Oh, that's good. I like that. But yeah, so I, yeah, I want to. I, I agree with that. But I, I also think having someone give you honest feedback is invaluable, and you yeah. should be willing to take that honest feedback because yeah. chances are, even if you mm. think you did quite well, you can still improve. And having someone who is willing to have a potentially awkward conversation and tell you that they appreciated You're it. You're not funny. <laughs> Stop no, telling jokes. Tell You're not you where funny. you did well and where you could improve <laughs> is gold. Because not a lot of people are willing to put yeah. themselves through that uncomfortable talk to give you that feedback. And so I think that's great on your part, Anki, right. that you, in a supportive way, provide some feedback and help to help them improve on future yeah. and in their future talks. But, mm, but I don't do it without being asked. Uh, I think it's important for people to ask, right? to be proactive, to say, Oh, I want your opinion or I want your feedback. If they don't ask, I don't say anything because it's important for people to make that, that approach. Yeah. Yeah, excellent. So as a backup topic, oh, sorry, I, actually I cut you off a minute ago, Pat. was Did you want to add anything to that? Oh, no, I was just going to make a joke about not being funny, but it wasn't very funny. So <laughs> <laughs> and so because you're one of the Grisbane Google Developer Group organizers, is that a separate meetup that you help to run? So there is a GDG Brisbane meetup. So I have this mobile meetup. So I think there are two. So that one is always, it's more about everything about Google, but mine is mainly about mobile because yeah, I don't want mm. like a, a cloud event in my meetup because people get confused. Then they think this is not relevant. So. For my events, I will advertise on my meetup, their like a meetup, and also there is like a Google developer group page as well. So basically for the same events, I advertise three times. Yeah. So but I think right now, I think like Brisbane, the GDG group is still uh, a bit small. So I think we rely on the meetup on pages. Yeah. So the mobile one and also the GDG one. How often are the GDG events run? Because you said you run uh, BMAD every two months yeah. at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I think are they often alternating the, months or? I think in the, in the early stage, like when I just firstly, first joined, it was like pretty much there may be say on average one event every month, like there is one from me, one from them. And now I think. It's mainly mobile meetups now. Yeah. So there is another guy doing the, the other events, but then I think there hasn't been many events since, since a few months back. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Yeah. So it's still your main responsibility to run BMAD, which is sponsored by Google. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. And so I've also seen in past years you've run like you run a hackathon each year. So normally the end of the year around November, December, 
You might have a one or two day hackathon. How have, is that just an extension of BMAT or is that part of another group? Yeah. How did they yeah. come about? I think there was an extension of the BMAT. So I think when we did the hackathon, we, the idea was that we wanted people or our community to have whatever other developers can have things only in the U.S. I think they have the hackathons, they have Google I.O., but we don't have that. But I think the idea was that at least we could do hackathons because I think the meetups is good. It's just have people come together to listen to some talks and you can network, but then hackathon is like a totally different. So it's not about talks. It's about like you work with someone and collaborate with each other. So I think that's why we did the hackathons. And we did two in the past, like there was, I think there was before the pandemic. Uh, we haven't done that like, since. Yeah, in the past, I think it, it went really well. It was like just me and Andrew doing the hackathons. So I think for each hackathon, we did things a little bit different. But then I think I remember one for one, it was like we got the, uh, the start to get involved. So they would say, I want mobile app for this. So I, I think we got things that was one hackathon, we got four or five like startups. Then they would join us. They would sit with the teams. They would talk about the concepts, the requirements, et cetera. Then the team would work on the, the mobile app. So, so you was, had basically yeah, non-technical. Like, so, so you uh, have like non-technical non founders come in with an idea. Yeah, that was the idea for one hackathon. I can't remember the one for the one before, but I think for the recent one, it was like, yeah, the non-tech founders, they came with the ideas. Then the teams, they will choose, oh, I want to do that. I want to do this. And they would choose the idea and work with those co-founders, sorry, founders. Yeah. So I think the idea was that at least you would be able to build something useful. Yeah. Yeah, I think. It went well, but it was, yeah, it was a lot of work as well, because we have to find these founders and they, they have to pay us because, because a lot of the money is used to say, to cover the catering and also the prizes as well. I think the prize, I can't remember. I think the top prize was yeah. 1000 or something. So there is a lot of the money goes to them because we, we were not charging the founders a lot because we knew that at the mm. end it's more like something that they couldn't go and use. It's more like a, a prototype or semi-prototype. Yeah, yeah. A proof of concept. Yeah. 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 Okay, cool. But yeah, so the founders would, you would have to find the founders and then again, get them to commit to a financial commitment and then mm. drum up enough people to come along so that you've got enough people to basically form the teams to then yeah. build out those prototypes. Would, were you running those? Were they one day or two like weekend hackathons? feel like it was one day. Yeah, I think it's one day. Yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah. think it was two days. I can't, I can't actually remember. remember. Yeah, but I feel like, no, it's not overnight because we want people to just work on the day and we need like one day to recover as well. <laughs> yeah, not two days. <laughs> yes, right. Or you go back to work on Monday. Yeah. Mm. Okay. And so that's different than those... Those hackathons are different to what is happening this year, which is the, we're having a dev fest here in Brisbane, a yeah. Google dev yeah. fest. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm glad you what mentioned that. <laughs> so what's that? 
Yeah, so I think I think the reason why we are not doing the hackathon is it's just too much work. Just if I do it, it's just too much work for me. But with when so before that, I'll just say what is DevFest. So DevFest is a single day conference. They are normally run all over the globe by GDG, Google Developer Group communities every year. So this is the first time we are doing this in Brisbane. Yeah, I think before I didn't know this DevFest, but then with the Google, they always have all these events planned, scheduled every year. So because I am in the GDG community, they will say, for now, like between October to December, we are running DevFest. Let us know if you want to run it locally as well. So if I do that, then they will provide all these materials, uh, marketing materials, uh, how to run, schedule, etc. Then they will find Google Developer Experts to support as well. So it's much easier for me, but still, there's still a lot of work. So I am running this with another GDG lead. Then there is also a guy from Prezi. So at, least, at the moment, we are doing this, like organizing, planning this DevFest. For Brisbane, it is like the first time we are doing this in Brisbane. It's going to be one day. So right now, we are not sure whether it's going to be like one track or two tracks. But if there are enough talks, we will do two tracks. I imagine like there will be one track on mobile because I think in Brisbane, or for my like meetup group, there are still a lot of talks on mobile. So I think we will have one track for mobile. Then the other track will be for everything else, like a Google Cloud, machine learning, AI stuff. Yeah, so I think I went to, I gave a talk in Melbourne DevFest and it was very well organized and I was very impressed. Then they also got like a larger team. I think they got seven or eight people. Then they got many volunteers. I think in the past, like for our past hackathons, we didn't have any volunteers. It was me and Andrew doing everything. It was super difficult. Oh man. Uh, but yeah we, were, yeah, we were very happy like when we finished the whole thing. We didn't even stay for dinner or anything. <laughs> we just went back home. Yeah. So how, yeah, how big was the Melbourne one? I think it was almost 150 people. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't know the exact number, but I think it's close to that. Yeah. And how many tracks did they have? They had two tracks, I think in total about 16 talks. Yeah. Okay. And so random side note, did your daughter go with you to that? Yes, did I, I did. See that correctly? <laughs> I did take her. I did take her with me. Yeah. That's, I have dreams of Kyle being old enough. To, to come along with me to some developer events. I think it, it just like yeah. lose his mind. It'd be amazing. So Kyle, my son, he's currently six. So a little bit too young to bring to them, but in the future, I'd love to bring him along. Yeah. My daughter is eight. And then I think I was very happy to take her to the event because she is very talkative. She can talk, she talks to everyone, anyone. She was like the one. So. For the event, there was like a speaker room. So the speakers, they go there like to rest up to yeah, talk. Then she was there talking to everyone, like recommending my app or demoing my app to them. And they were very happy to talk to her. <laughs> it was very fun yeah, for her. That's awesome. Yeah, tan tangent. Okay, so this year is the first, is this the first DevFest that's happening in Brisbane? Yes. We are still trying to finalize the talks. So I think that the deadline is like this Saturday. Then after that, once we finalize the talks, we will be able to announce the event. Then we will also start like setting tickets as well. So 
it's not, yeah, it's not very expensive. Yeah. Okay. And so that's coming up on the 9th of December, correct? Yes. So it is a whole day event on Sunday, 9th of December. Okay. And so you can get tickets. We'll put a link in the show notes to how you can get tickets. Yeah, we are not selling yet. So I think there's no link. But then, yeah, I think if in two weeks, we will start selling tickets. Then, yeah, we'll provide the link there. Okay. We'll link to something about the DevFest in the show notes so that you can go and have a look and find out any information. And so you mentioned the deadline for speaker submission is this Friday? The fourth. So if you've got I a talk that is, you'd like to give. It is this Saturday, the fourth. Yeah. This Saturday. So are we talking end of day Saturday? Like midnight day, Saturday like, night? Midnight Saturday. I hope you don't okay, cool. <laughs> leave it to the last minute. <laughs> it is 11.59, Finally. not 12 a.m. <laughs> So I leave all of my talk submissions to the last minute, but I will hopefully get this done. I will hopefully get mine done on uh, Friday because I don't work on Fridays. Okay. So I should be able to carve yeah. out some time Sounds in the good. evening. Yeah. So Sounds good. If, if we're accepted, if, well, so Pat, Pat, are you going? Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna submit my talk for doing twenty three shout again if that one's if that one's interesting. So I don't really have anything else to talk about, but I was gonna update it with like a new edition of like what we're doing now and sort of how we're applying those learnings, etc. And you could, cool. I still think you could talk about like from twenty three shout to lugs or something like that, where you've gone from because I I think you should talk about lugs because uh, it's it's your new product, it's. It's, it's free, free advertising, but also you've gone from venture-backed startup to bootstrapped founder. Hmm. Well, you bootstrapped the last one hmm. to begin with, but then took on venture capital funding and you're not going that route this time. And so you've bootstrapped it, but you yes. got to market very quickly. Personally, if I was you, I would do the learning and transition and then the tech behind lugs, I think is actually a really interesting conversation around just how you're getting things to run locally and not having to send things to the cloud, how you're using Firebase for the backend, the minimal backend that you need and the latest additions of features, the challenges. There's been so many challenges that you've faced. Oh, it's been endless, endless problems. So I'd go to that talk because I've heard the challenges that you've had on lugs along the way and it's just fascinating. The, the problems, the, the bundling, just everything. It's just fascinating how I'm over, able to overcome every single one it of them. Is, so it's a, fascinating how you manage to over-engineer everything. <laughs> <laughs> it is, but it, it's for a good reason, right? Yeah. So, uh, so that's Pat's submission, which he will be, do- which I've just given him. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Thank you. I appreciate it. That's my submission. Yeah, yeah, that's what you heard. The transcript <laughs> generated by Riverside, <laughs> and just copy and paste that into. Copy and paste it into GPT, <laughs> GPT four. Get it to do up an outline. Yeah, yeah. I, I submit. I submitted my talk via video call. I submitted via video call that you're on. GPT four will summarize <laughs> it for you nicely. And we've got transcripts now. Yeah. I just upgraded our Riverside plan so that we can get the transcripts. I'm torn between talking about is it possible to use FFmpeg in a commercial mobile app 
that's not open source or something like that. Because I'm the, already going the to FFmpeg license is is complicated. <laughs> and I've seen there are like there's lots of Flutter libraries out there for you to use FFmpeg on mobile, but the LG, LGPL licensing isn't really compatible. So I'm not going to go into the specifics, but I have an idea on how it's possible to use it and at least work around the static linking issue that mobile normally has. And so yeah. uh, that's one idea. Uh, another idea is the Next.js. So using Flutter in combination with Next.js. So like a Flutter web app is actually very, very capable. We built Beatbot FM with it initially, but it suffers from the same problems that Create React app happened back in the day and that there is no SEO optimization. There's no server-side rendering. You've got to download the entire bundle before you can start interacting with the app. And so my supposition, and I haven't tried this yet, is that you could use you could basically have Next.js running beside it on the same domain and you could hit a route, server-side render a basic page for that route and then drop that in, load your Flutter app in the background and then seamlessly transition between the two from a button click or something like that, which I feel like you don't need that for every page. So sure, you're doing a little bit of extra work and duplication for these kind of optimized server-side rendered pages to give you SEO. But it feels like a nice balance between getting all the power of Flutter and sharing a single code base across your mobile, desktop, and web apps, but also having this mechanism to be able to serve shared content and server-side rendered content and SEOable content all from within the same project. And so I have an idea how that might work, but I'm not sure if it's possible yet. Yeah. And I'm not sure if I have time to fully flesh that out. Uh, okay. And yeah, my final idea is off the back of running running a react native project recently i i think it's worth the discussion on highlighting when to consider react native over flutter what are the specific hurdles that a team has introducing flutter and like has kelvin's react- waking up he's waking up from the flutter react- dream in saying that <laughs> so i was just thinking about this the other day though i want to build something Okay, I want to build a little audiobook generator app that takes that uses like eleven labs and takes in an EPUB mm-hmm. file and splits it into chunks and gives different speakers for different parts of it. And I was going to do that in a web project, but for me as a solo developer, I don't have to worry about a team. It actually makes more sense in a Flutter app because I want it on my phone and I want it on my computer, and I don't really care about it on the web. And so it's like Flutter makes much more, and I'm much faster in Flutter still than I am in in a web project. So, you know, there's a lot of nuances that go into making the right technical decision. And there are cases in larger organizations where you've already got a bunch of JavaScript developers, you've already got a huge corpus of existing JavaScript code that React Native does make sense, especially now where there's libraries like Solito, which allow you to share the same uh, code and tailwind styling between your web app and your native mobile app. Oh, yeah, so that's exciting. It's really not a straight. Twelve months ago, I would have wouldn't have. I would very rarely recommend React Native, but even in their latest mm-hmm. updates, they've just improved a lot of the way that they've gotten rid of a lot of the problems that React Native had in terms of like breaking the build all the time and the compile time issues. Yeah. I think they've learned a lot from the way that Flutter's set up. 
to be able to do that, which is fair. Like Flutter has stolen a lot from React over the years. It's only fair that React learns back from Flutter. And so as a, yeah, oh, it's it's right. a and as a technical lead, I think it's a very nuanced conversation that I think is worth having. So that's probably the easiest talk for me to give because all the, all the information is fresh. I'd love to see you do that. I would love to see you like say like what what is tempting you away? What is the things that are tempting you away? And like what are the circumstances with and what what is like the criteria to choose now? Would you actually choose one over the other? The future projects and like what breaking that down, why would you choose one or the other? And then finally, I want to see you get up and look me in the eye and honestly tell me that you think Google will still be working on Flutter in five years' time. Oh, I'm confident <laughs> they'll still be working in Flutter in five years' time. Man, that felt that felt it, it felt wrong. I'm saying not confident it. they'll I be tried to get it out, in but five I... years' time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I'm not even confident they'll still be making pixels in five years' time. Like, I'm honestly considering the iPhone recently because I'm just like, I don't really trust. Yeah, them and anymore. it is it is it is honestly hard. <laughs> I am also to, to know with Google. <laughs> Yeah, me too. I, <laughs> I love my pixel. I'm not, I'm not getting the pixel. Oh, are you? I'm not getting the pixel. I think it's not worth it. <laughs> yeah. I've got the Pixel 7 Pro and it's been a good phone, but the iPhone 14, the Android 14 update has been terrible. It's super buggy since yeah. I updated. And it was just yeah. one, I thought it was a security um, update, so I didn't look at it. I just hit yes the update and then I, yeah because i haven't even updated my computer to my macbook to sonoma yet okay oh sonoma's been pretty stable actually they they screwed up with um ventura but sonoma's been good i'm just tempted the more i'm in the ecosystem the more i like being in the ecosystem i can't believe this is happening i feel like i'm being sucked in or something like that's awful next it's minute awful. next minute pat's gonna <laughs> pat's gonna be in this podcast with his with the vision, the vision pro, pro. <laughs> <laughs> worried about the battery running out because we talk because we talk so long on these shows right i'll just be sitting at the computer right so i'll be attached so just revisiting so dev fest is on the 9th of december it's an all-day event we will yep. put a link to the the site where you will be either able to get tickets or we'll link you to the tickets when they're available in the show notes you will be hearing this podcast before then and and yeah pat yep. myself and anki will all be there so we'd love for you to come along have a chat to us as well if you see us there and you've listened to the show we'd love to have it have, have a talk to you and, and hear your feedback and any suggestions that you might have and actually one thing i'd, I'd really love to uh, bring along the phone and just do a little impromptu tech huddle pop show just by recording conversations with random people as we have them around oh, yeah. the pizza that's not a bad idea we should really do that fun. yeah like a dev fest episode that's a great idea We'll come up with some questions yeah. as well to ask. Okay, to finish this off, we have one final question that we'd like to ask. So do you have a book, podcast, or YouTube channel recommendation? doesn't have to be tech. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't have to yeah. be ours. We, know, yeah. we, we already know you uh, recommend it. It doesn't necessarily <laughs> have to be your favorite, but it, like a, a book, podcast, or channel that you would recommend to people on a regular basis. Mm. Okay, yeah, I, I will recommend your podcast. I think it's great that you guys are doing this because I think nowadays people, they only can see 20-second <laughs> videos so no longer than one minute. So I'm very um, grateful that you guys are doing this. But I think the only recommendation I have is maybe have something like like a short summary of like from, say, five to 10 minutes is about this, 10 to 15, something else like a, Sub topics, mm. so people can 
Because for me, otherwise, I feel like I always have to start from the beginning, then listen to the end. In terms of books, I think I may just recommend Harry Potter. So I recently started like reading this one. I think, yeah, it's a great book. Yeah, yeah I don't have any, anything else to Are you still learning Spanish? Are you still learning Unfortunately, Spanish? Unfortunately, you know, I, no, I gave up. I gave up recently just because of all the things I'm doing. I was waiting for ChatGPT yeah, yeah. to be able to talk me then I will be able to really like otherwise I feel like uh, yeah I've been learning forever then I don't really do very well so I think I need to talk to people oh, and yeah hmm. I'm building an app for you for me Tell them. for you yeah, <laughs> this is yeah. your thing we're running out of time listen to previous episodes if you want to hear about the app that I'm building for me I use it every day you should go in there and just talk about Diablo Ablan no. Diablo you need to go in there yeah, Diablo, that's definitely oh, the man. wrong word. Uh, you need to go in there and uh, and talk about building it. That'd be so cool. Okay, all right, about that, man. Yeah. I'll probably do that because that gets me further. It gives yep. me more of an excuse to work on that. Anyway, I'll put these together into some talk ideas. But Harry Potter's great. Okay. And the reason I asked that is because it was one of the first set of audiobooks I listened to in Spanish. And so I just read them. Oh. I read them all in English. And then I went back and listened to them all in Spanish. And because they were all fresh, even though I didn't know all of the words, it really helped with my oh, understanding God. because I would get enough to be able to yeah. follow the story along. And I found it enjoyable enough to be able to get through them. And from the beginning of the first book to the end of the seventh, my Spanish listening was night and day different. Uh, obviously, you have to go in with a reasonable level first. But that's I'm good, good recommendation. Yet. If you haven't read Harry Potter, highly recommend it. Great. Let's. We could keep talking forever, but we both have to go now. And we realize it's probably in the middle of your workday as well, Anki. We can't thank you enough for a running the meetup for all of this time. Again, as we mentioned, it's a huge part of our community and our lives over the past six years. So thank you for doing it out of love, and thanks for coming on the show and sharing the experience with us. Pat and I have asked ourselves so many times, like, what even goes into running a meetup? And so you've really clarified that for us. Yeah. Two yeah, it's been really awesome. Thank you, man. <laughs> Thank you for inviting me. And I think yeah, your podcast will be a hit in the future as well. So <laughs> keep going. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. So An Anki, if people want to contact you or if they want to find out about DevFest, where do they go? I We have the meetup. So I think I will share the link. So if you search the Brisbane Mobile App Development, development <laughs> Meetup, you will find the event. Yeah. There will be more details about the events on that page. Awesome. And we'll throw that into the show notes as well. Kelvin, how about you? Yeah, how do so people contact you? You're off the grid, LinkedIn, but how do people contact Twitter. you? So Twitter, I'm Kelvin Bullwinkle. LinkedIn, mm -hmm. I'm just Bullwinkle. Yeah, I'm pretty easy, to, pretty easy to find, but there's also links in the show notes and on the website, techhuddle.show. And Pat? Mm-hmm. Yeah, easiest for me. Also, just go to techhuddle.show. All my contact details are there. My home <laughs> phone, my personal address, my credit card number. It's all on there. Or you can go to x.com forward slash patsnacks and you can find my Twitter profile and send me a message. Excellent. All right, gentlemen. Cool. Let's wrap it up. See you guys. See you later, guys. Bye-bye. See you guys. Bye -bye.